0: We are live for the first time we've turned a conference room into a recording studio. It seems that, this is North central infused. My name's Justin Jaggers. I'm the media specialist here at North central. Uh, We are going to start doing this a regular monthly podcast to offer to our members. And it's not just going to be North central. It's going to be a lot of uh, guests and trying to involve the city of uh, Olive Branch and the town of Bahalia. But, uh, the first podcast we wanted to be us. So joined with us today is, uh, our CEO and general manager, Kevin Doddridge. You want to say hi? Hello, everyone. (laughs) Our uh, Director of Safety and Loss Control, J.D. Cox. And our Director of Marketing and Business Development, Michael Bellapani. Thanks. (laughs) Hey (laughs) everybody. We're new to this.
1: Uh, uh, (laughs) Say hello, J.D. Well, I didn't know whether to say good morning, good afternoon, uh, exactly (laughs) which time it's going to be. Good day. There you go. There you go. Glad to be be with you. Exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So... um, North Central Electric Power Association, we serve uh, DeSoto County, Marshall County, Tate County, Lafayette County, um, and so we wanted to offer a new channel for our members to connect to us and, of course, their towns because we want to try and get um, the communities together and talk about what's happening in Olive Branch and Bahalia and, and North Central, of course. So, um, Michael, do you want to talk about what you were hoping, were hoping to do with uh, yeah, this podcast? Yeah, uh, uh,
2: you always wonder what, uh, what would... People want to hear from their utility company, and, and you know we do more than just provide electric power. Uh, we're involved in, in local and state government, national government, uh, and one of our principles is concern for community. So we're uh, heavily invested in uh, local not-for-profit organizations, nonprofits, and civic groups. Uh, so we feel like this could be a channel to get their news out, to get their information out. Uh, and let's face it, we're part of the Memphis media market. So we don't get a lot of coverage from our state capital in Jackson um, mm-hmm. as far as a, from a political standpoint. So uh, with uh, the Electric Cooperatives of Mississippi, uh, we're heavily involved uh, in government relations. So we feel like we can be a channel to help get that information from the capital to our listener and member.
0: Okay. Um, and of course, our fearless leader, Kevin Doddridge. <laughs> what are you hoping? to to deliver to our members.
3: Well, Justin, thanks for putting this on. And to be honest with you, if I was fearless, I probably wouldn't be in here right now. (laughs) But, um, you know, to play off what Michael said, we've learned through conversations with our members that uh, cooperative is community. And we've always known that. Uh, It's just how much have we stressed it? And we think that this podcast will be a great way to communicate with our members and to bring the community together, share more information, uh, be a good place to come to get local information. Also, what's going on with your electric cooperative. Um, we, we feel strongly that that's been a void that we've had in this area. And you're right, we serve about half of DeSoto County, a good part of Marshall, and we actually do go down close to Sardis Lake and get those uh, parts of uh, Tate and Lafayette County. So, uh, Lafayette County, pardon me. Being an old Miss guy, I should have known that. Um, <clears throat> but uh, a lot going on with the cooperative right now, and a lot has been going on with the cooperative for some time. You know, this area has been touted as one of the highest growing areas in the country, not just the state or the Mid-South, but the country. And we have been a part of that growth. Uh, I think some of the good practices of the cooperative have helped fuel that growth, and we've helped maintain that. Um, A lot of what we're seeing right now, we, years ago, we had a tremendous build out here in DeSoto County. The school systems, everything going on, and now the continued uh, highway infrastructure. We're seeing growth in DeSoto County, but we're also starting to see growth in Marshall County, which is something in my 30-plus years of being here we really hadn't seen. Uh, Maybe a slow growth in Marshall County, but right now we're seeing a small explosion over there, which is only just going to be filled more when Interstate 269 is built all the way through. So right now, one of the biggest things we're doing at North Central is we are trying to maintain our current system, Mm -hmm. our $160 million plant, that we've built out over the last uh, some 67 years. Um, We're trying to make sure that we maintain that, but with the growth, we're having to add a lot more. So we're trying to do that balance right now, maintain what we have, continue to build out, Mm -hmm. and remembering that even in DeSoto County, there's still a lot of room for growth, and we're starting to see that. Uh, We try to do that in a responsible way. We try not to mess with our rates too much. That's that's one of the great things about being here in the community. Uh, Everybody in this room... Uh, We pay an electric bill, and regardless of where we work, we really don't want the bill to be too high. Mm -hmm. So we we go to church, we go to high school football games with people that have the same concerns. So we're always working to make sure that we keep rates as low as possible. They're going to trickle up a little bit this year, about 1.5%. That is all uh, TVA wholesale power costs. You have to remember that for every dollar that we receive from one of our members, we send $0.82 of it to TVA. Mm-hmm. Wholesale power is over, it's about an $83 million bill annually for North Central. So, any increase that our members see this year will be due uh, solely to the TVA wholesale increase. It'll affect us a little over 2%, our in use retail customer, uh, more around 1.5%. Uh, something that's been really uh, discussed a lot as of late is broadband. Mm-hmm. And should electric cooperatives provide broadband? It's kind of hard to believe this, but if you were to go back into this area, back around 1950, uh, or let's just look at the state as a whole. There were a lot of areas where there was electric power. There are a lot of areas that had great service back then that really don't now because of the way the population has moved. But this part of North Mississippi did not. Um, it was either no service or inadequate service. When that was recognized, and it was recognized that the lack of electric power is what was holding up the economic growth of Mississippi, something needed to be done about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back then, when I talk about economic growth, it was mostly agribusiness. Uh, But it still helped in a myriad of ways. Electric power to Mississippi helped the farm, it helped the household, it helped with refrigeration, it helped with medicine. So it was something that was desperately needed. Cooperatives were formed, and of course, y'all have probably heard me tell the story about North Central being formed in the, you know, in the Coldwater, Mississippi area, and the transition that we've made through the years. Uh, And a lot of people have often wondered, has the co-op served its purpose? Uh, My sentiment is it has not. There are still things in Mississippi and in the rural South um, that people need. There are areas that are underserved. It may not always be electric power, and I think one of the things that we're looking at is broadband Internet access. I'm not technical enough to tell you all of the uses of, of fiber to the home right now or fiber to a fixed point where wireless can be transmitted. But I do know there are parts of our area that do not have it. There are parts of our area that do not have adequate service. There are parts of Mississippi that have uh, absolutely no service at all. To have that, we could take advantage of so many things. Uh, We could take people, Michael alluded to the fact that we're in the Memphis metropolitan area. A lot of people try to work from home these days. A lot of people's work involves huge amounts of data, whether it's audio or graphics or whatever it may be. We know that the schools need it. We know that with the closing of some of the hospitals, there could be a greater need for telemedicine. Maybe not as much in the north central area in DeSoto County, but some of the areas in South Marshall that we serve. So we think that that is a service that we could provide. Um, The hurdle that we face at the moment is when the electric cooperatives were created, we were created as electric power associations and we were gonna be allowed to sell retail electricity only. And I'm sure the, the, the thought behind that was is that we wouldn't, as a not-for-profit, try to get in every facet of the business and kind of uh, you know, slow down uh, a competitive market. But when we talk about internet access, we're talking about something completely different. We're talking about a market that through the 96 Telecom Act was basically opened up. It was turned into a competitive market by a federal statute. And the reasoning behind that was they wanted more players in the game. North Central has done a preliminary study that basically tells us that we think there is a model that we could provide broadband service to our members. We could do it on a not-for-profit basis. We could provide a better product, probably a little bit cheaper than what they're getting. Now, that's not etched in stone. We need to do a more detailed study to see if this is something that we actually want to pursue. uh, Before we spend that much of the ratepayers' money on a study... I would like to have some comfort in knowing that if the study came out favorably, that we would get into the business. So as you can see, a lot of things going on at North Central, and uh, I'm glad that uh, we have this medium to share it with our member because I think it's some interesting stuff, some good stuff, and some things that they need to know, and I hope that we're able to get up a good listenership viewership and have some subscribers here before long
0: and absolutely and that's and that's why it's not just going to be us but right this this podcast is just going to be us for right now but uh next month we're going to start having some officials from local government Hopefully, we can get some uh, interviews with politicians and even connect people with some of the local art scene that's happening around this area. And uh, you've been pretty quiet over here, Jay. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's because I wouldn't shut up. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so you have some things to brag about all the time with our safety program. And in fact, tomorrow is our safety day um, for August 29th. I know this is going to be for a September podcast. but uh, So by the time that people hear this, the safety day will have happened. But... Uh, What can you tell us what's happening with our safety record or our safety programs? Well, there's a
1: lot going on with our safety programs. But before I get into that, I really wanted to kind of just say a few words about my hope for the podcast and what direction it takes and stuff like that. And whether it be a government entity, a private sector entity, co-op, whatever the case may be, anytime you send out a survey, one of the top things that come back is communication. And one of my uh, really uh, optimistic goals is just to uh, have another uh, media for communication, whether it's with our members, whether it's with another market. Maybe we can bridge that gap between uh, Jackson uh, and the north part of the state. Whatever uh, that turns out to be, I hope that we can really uh, help when it comes to communicating with one another. as far as, um, you know, co-ops and what we still have to offer, I think we still have a lot to offer. And the main thing with that is we offer solutions. Uh, like Kevin alluded to in his comments, uh, we solved the electrification in rural Mississippi. He talked about broadband. The thing that I'm interested in about this podcast is really finding out issues that we're really not even aware of. hmm and then thinking about those issues uh, together and seeing if there is an opportunity for us to solve another problem for our members and really that's what i'm excited about just that back and forth communication the things that we're going to learn that we don't expect the things that we're going to find out that we probably never thought of it's just so easy to get tunnel vision uh, when you've been doing something for a really long time And then, you know, through an opportunity like a podcast, you know, whether it's through an email conversation or somebody listened to the podcast and you see them out in public and they say, well, you know, did you ever think about this? Or, you know, I got this going on. I wonder if there's some opportunity there. And you never know. And um, so that's really, you know, some of the things that I really look forward to and hope that the podcast can accomplish. As far as safety goes, um, a lot of exciting things happening here at North Central, We are going to have a safety day tomorrow just to celebrate, not necessarily just one thing in particular, but really we're just going to uh, celebrate having another successful year of employees uh, being passionate about safety, being concerned for their fellow employees, and really doing whatever it takes so that in the afternoons they can go home to be with their families, and enjoy the fruits of their labor Uh with their family. Um, You know, we're very fortunate um, here at North Central that our leadership has really chosen to make a stand for the health and welfare of the people uh, that we work with day in and day out. Um, So really excited about that opportunity to brag about it a little bit. Um, You know, going out into the community, uh, doing all types of electric safety programs and things of that nature. Uh, We really enjoy doing that. Again, just that interaction with our members and the public uh, is something that we're really excited about. And something that we're really being challenged with is now that we've established a safety culture here at North Central is really taking that culture of safety outside of the organization so that our members and the general public can really see the benefit. Of an organization that has a safety culture, thinking about just everyday things that people encounter uh, at work, at school, church, wherever they may be, as it results, as it results uh, from being exposed to different situations with electricity, uh, making sure that people just that are going through our community that they're able to commute safely. We deliver electricity to over thirty-one thousand members every day very safely and we just want to make sure that we stay in touch with that and that not only are we continuing to do the things that we've done that's made us successful but that we find out where there are other opportunities for us to improve that safety so it's uh it's about taking that safety outside the organization expanding it and uh, really showing the benefits of that to
0: all of our members Absolutely. And you mentioned the interaction. Um, if you do want to interact with this podcast or you have some suggestions or questions for our CEO or our staff or any of these directors, uh, that that email address is podcast at com. Just want to mention on that real quick. You've been taking some notes. <laughs> You've been pretty quiet, <laughs> Michael. So. Uh, you're mostly going to be handling, talking about uh, community involvement in events and What else do you want to try and bring to this well you know just keeping folks
2: uh in tune with what's going on in their community um there are some wonderful not-for-profit non-profit organizations here as well as some civic groups and and they need a voice and and with our sponsorship uh, our participation in those uh, groups we can uh, we can help provide that voice we can bring in their directors uh their uh, uh committee members to talk about upcoming events Uh, so yes, uh, if there's any interest, uh, in getting your word out, um, we have to be somewhat selective in, in -hmm. the things that we're involved with, but yeah, email us at podcast at northcentralepa.com. Um, keep y'all in tune just, uh, from, for ongoing events, community events, uh, and, um, I guess election coverage, things like that. Um, but just to to keep our listeners in mind, uh, of a uh, few of upcoming events that we are involved with, we are sponsoring uh, on uh, August twentieth uh, that. Well, that podcast is, this this podcast podcast goes for September, so yeah, we're going to actually be a month behind, but it's uh, August 28th right now. You can tell them what they missed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. exactly. (laughs) Well, we can cut that part out. (laughs) Actually, September 20th. There we go. Okay. Yeah. September 20th is uh, the Bahia Chamber of Commerce's uh, White Oak Classic Golf Tournament at Kirkwood uh, National and uh, outside of Holly Springs. Uh, and also on that same day at Cherokee Valley um, is the Northwest Mississippi Community College uh, 2-plus-2 tournament. Uh, so Saw
3: Debbie Harrington this morning yeah. promoting that. You can't bump into Debbie or Mike Harrington, and Mike serves on the Northwest Community College Foundation Board with me. And if you bump into either one of those people – Uh, This time of year, they're going to tell you about the good things going on at Northwest Community College and the good that that tournament does.
2: Yeah, it's a great tournament, September 20th. Usually great weather, too, because it's not too hot. But uh, there'll be a ton of people out for that. So you've got two good golf opportunities. Check out those websites uh, for more information on that. And then um, the next day is uh, the 21st. September 21st is the North Mississippi Home Builders Hard Hat Classic. That's a golf tournament at Wedgwood that's usually well attended. And also that day is the uh, quarterly luncheon for the DeSoto Economic Development Council, and we'll have Senator Cindy Hadd-Smith there to uh, address the group. Um, Also, mark your calendars for uh, September 27th uh, for the Memphis Oral School for the Deaf uh, Golf Tournament. That's at Cherokee Valley. That's a great organization that helps a lot of kids within our service territory um uh with hearing impaired children who actually uh, begin to verbalize so it's really cool so we really like golf here yeah that's well what, that's, that's the major fundraiser <laughs> exactly. you know I, we've got we're the home of some great golf courses mm-hmm. uh in in Desoto County and and that's a great way to raise money for the organizations um and uh so mark your calendars for that the next day on the 28th is honor Their troops uh classic uh, benefiting benefiting the Walter Reed Society and, and a couple other organizations that help veterans that'll be at the olive branch Country Club uh, and then one other event I'm gonna give you is on October 1st and that's our olive branch public safety night out in the city park that's a really cool event um, first off you get a free meal um, the the police and fire department uh, public services Uh, cook hot dogs and hamburgers um, and you'll have a number of vendors around the city park Uh, we will be one of them with our demonstration trailer our safety demonstration trailer uh, to talk about public safety and just uh, and have a good time as a community and it's a wonderful event that that well over a thousand people attend every year Mm -hmm. Uh, so we hope to see at these events and we'll tell you more about other fun stuff that's going on in your communities uh and if you need to get the word out on those email us at podcast at northcentralepa.com yeah but touching on that
0: safety night uh that is a lot of fun because i i probably have the least amount of electrical experience in this room i, I guarantee i do uh, but you see this whole working electrical grid on trailer and you've you've helped put this together jd is put this working system together and show people the dangers of playing on electrical playing around electrical lines and and the dangers of it. Tell us us a little bit more about this, because if you haven't seen this, if you guys listening haven't seen this, you need to check this out, because this is really kind of like a really big attraction that we bring around to schools and everything.
1: Well, it it was kind of developed with the thought that, you know, it's like being in science class and, you know, having a lot of lessons but never really having any interaction. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then your teacher starts doing, you know, experiments and stuff like that, and then it really makes uh, learning about science and things like that interesting. And that was kind of the same thought process with the electric demonstration trailer in that uh, people go up and down the road, the general public sees uh, our guys out there working on a daily basis, and they really never realize just exactly, you know, what it is that, you know, they're doing. And so we really tried to bring that same uh, atmosphere of what's going on 40 feet in the air, 50 feet in the air, down to a level where people can see it and we can talk about it and we can safely show the community uh, exactly how electricity is safely delivered uh, to their homes and businesses every day. And you know really we start at the very beginning and we really talk about uh, how electricity is generated and who we buy our electricity from and then just explain how that goes uh, down the transmission lines to our substations and then we distribute the electricity out of our substations, down our lines and equipment, uh, to serve our members, and also uh, it gives us the opportunity, you know, to talk about uh, in times of storms, um, you know, when a tree falls, things of that nature, and tears down a power line, uh, you know, what to do and what not to do, uh, as the kids love to refer to it, the big green boxes, you know, <laughs> on base. With, Home base. That's exactly right. We, uh, it gives us an opportunity to talk about that. And, and really it just opens up, just, just like, you know, I was alluding to with this podcast earlier, it allows us an opportunity to open up that dialogue, uh, with the people that we serve and see what is on their mind, see what is of interest to them. And so, really and truly, you know, the safety demonstration trailer, it's a really cool. Uh, thing to see but to me the biggest benefit of it is looking out there and seeing the kids and seeing their parents talk about what they're seeing and then interacting with us and then getting to see a lot of our employees interact with the general public Mm -hmm. and that's really a lot of cool benefits
0: that we get out of that that you don't really think about when you get into a project like that. Absolutely. And if, if we have some video on Facebook of the safety demonstration trailer, I've, I've filmed a few of those uh, events, but you, you got to see it in person. Cause it's, it, there's something about that, you know, a little tiny Facebook video player that doesn't really bring to life what this thing, what this demonstration trailer can do. Um, all right. So we're about to wrap things up here. Any final words from our uh, fearless leaders here? Go ahead, boss. <laughs>
3: Throws the old man under the bus. Um, No, kind of in conclusion of my statements, we have always thought that we had a great story to to tell. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not about delivering electricity. It's about, like J.D. said, it's about addressing a need. The need wasn't necessarily electricity back in the 30s and 40s. It was the need to have a, a mechanized farm. It was the need to be able to refrigerate milk. It was the need to be able to provide a light or provide a mechanism in the home to where people weren't cooking and washing all day. Right now, as we uh, are transitioning into closer to 2020, we see the need to be able to study from home, work from home, Uh, telemedicine is still something that has really taken off throughout the rural area. So we think that that's another need that needs to be addressed. Cooperatives were formed to address needs, whether it's an electric cooperative, a water cooperative, a, a farmer's cooperative. And, and that's the reason that we were corrected, and, and I mean, c- that we were created. Um, and we, we try to remember that and we try to educate people on that. Yes, we're in a large building with a lot of bucket trucks and safety programs and government relations and marketing, but at the end of the day, we have to remember why we were formed
2: and the necessity behind that. That's what keeps us going.
0: Uh-huh. Good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've covered
2: all the topics that yeah. we're going to, and, and this this podcast will evolve, and hopefully we're going to get better at this. We we probably have uh, very thick Southern accents, and we're stumbling <laughs> over our words, bear with us, but also tell a friend. But I think
3: they'll understand us. Yeah. <laughs> What's <We are. laughs>
2: that line in that song, a Southern man tells better jokes? <laughs> that is it. But, that uh, is it yeah bear with us we'll get better at this um tell a friend i know we talk with our friends uh about what podcasts we like so um go ahead and click that subscribe button and tell a friend and and encourage others to do that because hopefully this will be a good medium
0: for good information that's valuable yeah we've got to play around with the uh the subscriptions to itunes and spotify so i'm not sure exactly when this podcast will be available on those services but we will be offering this on facebook You can also like us and follow us and subscribe on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. And uh, I'm sure we'll find some more social media markets to be a part of, but uh, that's the big thing is, you know, is is staying connected with us on the social media. Uh, We offer all kinds of uh, educational and safety videos on YouTube. And of course it all goes through uh, the other channels as well Um, for next month for October, since this is the September's podcast, uh, I will be I'm hopefully going to have some information uh, and possibly a guest from the DeSoto Economic Development Council. They're going to be talking about leadership DeSoto and the small businesses around this area and things that they're trying to accomplish. And I know that we'll have singer-songwriter Merrick Koch who's going to be working on promoting her new EP and she wanted to be a part of this. So. Uh, we'll be trying to bring in more guests, and if you have uh, a guest or a local business spotlight or a nonprofit to try and promote, uh, please email us. It's podcast at northcentral.epa.com. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for joining me. Thanks. See you next time. Thank you, Justin.